We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back in on a Tuesday, along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Nathan Williams producing today. Patrick Mahomes will drop by the drive this afternoon. Normally Mondays at 3:10, but you know we had that original schedule thing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so he's he was uh, scheduled to do today at 3:10. So today 3:10 uh, for Patrick Mahomes dropping by the drive for his exclusive weekly interview with uh, Carrington this afternoon here on 6:10 Sports Radio. Um, if you haven't quite been paying attention yet to the bowl season, I can't say I blame you. There was something last night called like the Toaster Eater Bowl or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah. pronounce the name of that bowl, and I didn't know what it was, but it was taking place in Charlotte. It was like the Toaster Eater Bowl. Like people are out there chowing on toasters. Yes, yes. Give away toasters for good place. Is that what it was? Like it's all three like the, people in attendance got a free toaster? like the slime, the yeah. slime game at Nickelodeon? So you um, score a touchdown, people throw toasters get, at you. You get toasters. So I like it's, it. It's, it's just a whole, it's a whole thing. So, um, who was watching that game last? You think Binkley was Binkley, dialed in, right? Binkley, yeah. Binkley, and uh, and any of you that put wagers on. That's it. right. So, <laughs> but you, if you're wagering on that versus Monday Night Football, though, I mean, like, well, maybe you parlayed it with. Ah, uh, very, very good, fair know. point. You yeah, got to catch up from the weekend. Yeah, you took somebody in that toaster strudel bowl, and Correct. then you had the Monday Night game. Correct. Yeah. All right. So the uh, you might not have caught the Cure Bowl. That happened in Orlando. No, I missed that over one, the yeah. over the week on Saturday. The Miami Redhawks and Appalachian State Mountaineers. That's it. When those two teams get together, you know right. what you do, right? You throw out the record books. It was a heavy rain. It was a thirteen nine App State win. Mm-hmm. Another bowl game that's needed. And then at at, at, at halftime, they were discussing the rain mm-hmm. and the effect on you know halftime and whatever. Yeah, right. And uh, you got to dry off. Little did we know, uh, Booger McFarland in the studio would have a story about the rain. And when it rains, he says, go ahead and pee. That's right. Go ahead and pee. There is one upside to this. As a defensive lineman, when you're soaking wet yeah. and it's raining and you got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you, hey, I'm just, I wasn't exactly. No, I'm saying, so listen, uh, you have to find some good in this. So normally, normally, normally we have to go back in the locker room. But since everything is wet, you just got to go. You just, I mean, you just, you just let it flow. It's the heater. Okay. Well, I didn't go that far. Go just let it flow. Okay. Uh, I went far. <laughs> Seven fumbles in this game so far. And a bunch of peed defensive linemen. Yeah. Josh, have you ever peed your pants? 
When's the last time you peed your pants? Me, I, I actually have a story about oh, you that. Do? Oh, okay. I, I, I do. Oh. I was I was on the on a field trip with my kids one time, and I went into the bathroom, and one of the kids peed his pants. So I threw water on my pants to pretend that I peed as well, and then said all the cool kids are peeing their oh, pants. Oh yeah, that's that's good. It's good yeah. that you took one for the team. I man. did. I took one for the team. That's good. Yes, that's it was good. very good. I was always the kid. My parents say I was always the kid that they would hear me come home because the door would just slam open, and I would run to the. <laughs> Like, I was so busy yeah. you know, when I was a kid. So well, yeah, busy. so busy to pee. So busy. I was too busy to pee. I was that kid. Well, all and kids so are I'd like that. And so I'd run into yeah. the bathroom, and that, that was the first thing they'd, they'd hear is the door bang open, and then I wouldn't say anything. I'd just run to the bathroom. And I'm like, I kind of still do that. Did you throw your socks everywhere <laughs> I, before I, you pee? No, no. I kind of still do that. Yeah. You? Yeah, a like, little bit. I, I come home and sometimes don't say hello. Just go you just straight, go right to the bathroom. Yeah. The bathroom. Well, so sometimes I, I you got to go. I think I'm still that kid. I, so. I actually had an incident a couple of years ago. We were waiting to see the lights out at Longview Lake, and boy, I thought, you know, I didn't have to go. And then you sit there and you're like, oh, my okay, God, I got to go. And yeah. a 38-ounce bottle is not big enough. I'm yeah. going to tell you, yeah. man. Like, you don't realize how much is in your bladder. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I love, so like. your bladder holds more than 38 ounces is what you're saying? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, it does. Mm. What what I do like, though, is, like, when you go to the lake and you're drinking in the lake, it's it, you can just pee. It's like. Drink and pee. You never have to get out. like booger. Yeah, yeah it is. It's great. pool, but you can pee in the pond. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't do yeah. that? Yeah. You never have to get out. I did. I'm good uh, twice a year for that. When was the last time you your pants? Yeah. Been a while? It's been a long time. I was in Vegas a couple years ago. Just an honest to God true story. Staying at the Bellagio. I went over to the Mirage for dinner, met some friends of mine over there. The Vegas story is hearing him tell that in person now is the funniest thing because he's way more animated. Went to Kokomo's, a great little steakhouse. The guy brings out some fresh crab legs. He just came in. I got to give them to you guys. I'm eating them. Then we go play gamble a little bit. Hey, I had a tea time early in the morning. So I said, look, I got to get going. I'm walking back to the hotel. I get three quarters of the way out of the lobby, and all of a sudden I go, oh, f-. And I'm standing here like this. I got my butt pinched so I'm, I'm I can't move. All of a sudden, you know, felt all right. I went just like this. Water. No way. I had that so food poisoning from the crabs. No way. Take off my leather jacket, tied it around my waist, and I'm just standing there, and it's just running down my leg. I truly believe he just forgot the mic was on and forgot he was mic'd up that day, and uh, that story is so on brand, it's not even funny. True story. Who's the pitchers in this game? George, we said, <laughs> pee yourself. We, didn't, we, didn't, we weren't looking for a... Poop yourself story. I, I you know, how many years have we heard this from, story? Yeah, right? and of course that 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 excerpt's from the uh, the Brett documentary right. on MLB Network and uh, Jackson Brett, George's yeah, son, yeah. <laughs> shaking his head at pops. Going, I love Jackson though. Up. That story is so on brand. <laughs> you don't even know, right? So no, we're asking for P stories, P, George. P, P, P. That's but fine. we've that's heard fine. that story. Pro- I mean, at least over a decade, right? That thing's kind of been floating yeah, around yeah. out and there, and I right? laugh every time and, I hear and it. And every single yeah, time yeah. I laugh, like it's the first time I've heard it before. Yeah. And when you watch the visual, and by the way, the Brett documentary on MLB Network was fantastic. Really good, and yeah. If you haven't seen that yet, make it make it a point to watch that. It's wonderful. And and he he's walking around at spring training, talking to a bunch of guys wearing 68, 72. Like these guys have no chance of making the ball club. And here comes this Hall of Famer telling them about the last time he pooped his pants eating these crap. These guys couldn't get away fast enough from what was going on and out I there. I hear something different every time I hear it. This one that stood out to me this time was the whoever 
the my leaders are really yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh no don't feed in <laughs> don't you want to like no true story you, know, you want to feed in yeah you this? couldn't make that up no no <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It is. It's just, it's quintessential George, right? Like for his whole career, he's like, God, people are going to remember me as the hemorrhoid guy. This is one of five guys in the history of the earth who have hit 300, have 300 home runs and 3,000 hits. There's only four other people in the history of the, the world. the only one to have a batting title in three decades. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like he's, he's so accomplished. One of yeah. the greatest of yeah. all time. Yeah. And people are going to remember that in the hemorrhoids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what it is. That's just kind of what it is. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HD2, Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Uh, Rex Ryan has some advice for uh, for one Andy Reid. Yeah, everybody's trying to help out with what Andy should do with the wide receivers. Here's what Rex says. Privately, he needs to go in there, shut that door with every receiver in that room, including that coach, and say, hey, it ain't getting done. He needs to lay into them and rip and tear him a new you-know-what. Mm-hmm. He really does because you're letting our whole football team down. It's details, specifics, have tape to show. Why are you breaking off a route when you're running a wheel route? It's right. the quarterback's job to break you off. Run the route. They do it over and over. Uh, you're, you're a receiver. How about we catch the football? How about we catch? And if you can't catch, there's a jugs machine. I want 200 catches every day. I watch that Amonra St. Brown. He can catch everything. By the way, he catches 202 balls every single day. There, I mean, you can get better at these things. But if you're not committed to the team, you're killing our football team right now. We have the greatest quarterback that's ever played talent-wise. What the hell are we doing? You're letting our entire team down. So he said that yesterday. You let I, the whole team down. Right. It, it, you kind of feel a little bit of that. But they are. The wide receivers, I think everybody can be honest and admit that they are letting the entire team down, right? But who are you going to put in? Marquez Valdez? That's the... And so Rex Ryan Jeez. is telling Andy Reid to read these guys the riot act behind the closed doors. What happened? Like, I know people are making a big deal over the Sean Payton thing, yelling at Russell Wilson on the sideline. Like, oh, I can't believe he would do that. I think maybe that's what Andy Reid needs to do to, to a guy like Kadarius Tony. And I, look, I understand that Andy's not that type of guy. That's why I think it would like, hold more water than like a screamer, right? You, you hear screamers all the time. They scream, scream. It, it eventually, it doesn't matter because you're, you're a dope it's and all you, you do is yell. It's how you use your technical foul. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's and, how you use your coach's tee. And if all to, of a sudden. To, to fire up your team or if it's out of character. Right. You know, the old flipping the spread. If Correct. They, if they flip the spread after every game of a 162-game season ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. But if you go in there once. And you do it. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like it it may be time for Andy Reid to undress somebody on the sidelines and just absolutely get in their face and let them know that we've seen enough. Because if Andy does that on the sidelines and Andy does something that he doesn't normally do, I think that would be kind of a wake up call. So I would love to see Andy almost pull a Patrick Mahomes, if you will. I mean, Mahomes bottled this crap up, Josh, for 14 weeks and finally used the referee as an outlet to scream at the wide receivers. What if Andy Reid took what Pat Mahomes has already started, and if Kadarius Toney goes out on Christmas Day and drops another one or causes another interception, just absolutely undresses him? That would be the best Christmas gift Chiefs fans could get. I'm not not counting on that one, but can you get the the behind-the-closed-doors one, I hope? You know, but I does it carry the same weight behind closed door? Like if he embarrasses you in front of everybody but in national that's TV, also, but that's also his biggest strength. Like I'm, 
I shield my guys. Which is why it would, I think, carry a lot more weight. I, I shield my guys. Because it's out I've, of character. I've done this publicly, but guess what? Privately, I'm going to get after you. I think that's... Yes, I would agree. There would be it would be a, a, a like more you are visual. so bad. Andy's mad. We're, it would be a great visual for everybody else. I just don't feel like that. That's going to be his style. But, no, but can you get after people behind the closed doors? You should. Yeah, you definitely and, should. Hopefully so. But if well, hello. We have great moments in sports that were ruined by Kadarius Tony. And the pass is going to be intercepted off of Kadarius Toney. In an argument here, and here comes Herzog amongst the other quartet. First base umpire is Dinkinger, American League. Was that recorded on a Victrola? Didn't work as well. Hmm. Hmm. 23 seconds left, second quarter. Mahomes moving to his left laterally, chased, and gets out of bounds and up the sideline. He's not out of bounds yet. He's at the 10, inside the 10, he dives for the end zone. And the pass is going to be intercepted off of Kadarius Toney. Wearing a lot of blame these mm-hmm. days. Good grief. Uh, Chip Kelly, head coach at UCLA currently. Still? I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. He was on the hot seat for quite a while. For right? a little bit, but he got back on the cold seat. They won seat. the L.A. Yeah. Bowl over Boise State. Right. The Gronk L.A. Bowl. The Gronk Bowl, yeah. yeah. He won the Gronk Bowl. So right. I think that, I think you win the Gronk Bowl, though, you're safe, I believe. Right. I think it's in your contract that if you win the Gronk Bowl, there's nowhere for you to go. Uh, but he discussed football moving forward. And I don't think we're done moving. We've had more realignment. We've had obviously. The, oh, it's going to continue till it doesn't. The the Pac-12 going away. We're not we're not the complete product of where we're going to be. Right. Uh, but he's got an idea where we could be. I think we need to have a conference commissioner, and I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball, but because football left. And they say, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference that's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've a lot of spent time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share, in the, same ter- we all share the same TV contract so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together, that's a lot of games, and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You know, a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. 
Not that I've thought about it. <laughs> Maybe he should be the commissioner he's, of college sports, right? About it. What I what I actually like the best, yes, like the paying the players just makes me mad because like you guys had every opportunity to do it, you didn't, right? So this is the avenue that everybody went down because you, you didn't, didn't, you, you didn't, didn't get everybody there. drug their feet, right? right? You didn't yeah. get there, so now. He called it NLI. NLI. That's, that's National yeah. Letter of Intent. That's totally different than name, image, and likeness, which is NIL. But Correct. anyway, yeah. he was on a roll. Yeah, you, you let him go uh, in a situation like that. So that, we've got that system because you, the collective you, college sport, couldn't figure it out how to, how to do it and how to pay your players who are the product. Right. What I really like, though, is the he's like, yeah, we all go in together and it's one TV pool. Which is fantastic. Which, again, I, I love yeah. that for a lot of sports, right? right? I right. think it'd be fair and equitable. Now, will Alabama want to give up its share to a Sunbelt team? Well, I mean. Uh, maybe not. But if if you collectively went in and go, these are all the teams playing. We're separated in. And then you could even, I think you could even set up a system of, you could, dare I say, relegation. Oh, yeah, be good. I, I, right? Okay, you I'm listening play, even you more. Play, like, you want to play two 64-team leagues, as it were? Yeah. Well, you, some of you big boys got to earn your spot in there. Right. And so the bottom half, you can have some others play up in certain years. You could do, you do that. Have two sixty-four team. Mm, I like that. Two sixty-four. How many would you groups. relegate? I don't know. You could, you could, yeah, like, I don't need to get involved in scheduling like he did. And right. Those types of things. But you could even, you know, sauce it up by saying, not only are these teams sharing revenues, but they have the opportunity to play in this premier league as yeah. it were i like that idea um, too some, something like that but i, I like that the tv sharing is an interesting concept and just hey this is well the it product. works for the nfl which this, is the greatest sports league in america the product bid it out right it's the greatest sports league in america why wouldn't you follow what they're doing i look there's nothing more that i i dislike is when somebody gets up there and usually it's like a politician or something things have got to change okay what do you suggest well things need to be different how so different change things up Chip Kelly had a plan, and I appreciate Not that, that because he's thought about it. no, no, and it, but it's, it's good. I mean, he he legitimately rolled out a plan that when I heard it on the surface, I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of like this. You added to it by having the relegation, which I absolutely like as well. But I think that's where we do need to go right now. Football in college is a different beast than softball is, than basketball is, than anything else. You know, you play once a week, you can travel all over the place. It doesn't matter. Softball's playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and you, you got to send a team from UCLA to go play Rutgers on a two-game season. Like, like that's that was dumb, yeah. Just a waste play of time regional, for play anybody. Play regionally for a lot, yeah. a lot of these sports. The, yeah, play, the, play those, those uh, other sports other than football as regional sports. There's nothing wrong with that. And then have football in its own entity and, and go with 68 teams or 64 teams, however you want to do it. Divide this thing up and let's go because college football does need a major overhaul. And, you know, I know the Pac-12 is trying to quote unquote stay together, but no offense, adding in Boise State and Utah State and Colorado State like that doesn't make you the Pac-12 and make you a power five team just because you're carrying the name Pac-12 alongside of you. So you've got to figure out what 64 to 68 teams belong in, who the rest of these 64 to 68 teams that are going to be in that smaller league, and then, like you said, have relegation. I think that's a that's a great way to put it, whether it's the bottom four, you know, move out, and the top four move in, however you want to do it. I think that's something that could be intriguing as well, and that way it forces teams to not be ass. Yeah, force them to, force them to play well. Yeah. Because we haven't seen... I mean, really, other than kind of Washington State and Oregon State, we haven't seen anybody evicted from a conference. Right. Well, they were. I mean, they Washington State and Oregon State have been evicted. You know, but but like the established conferences, like everybody's like, oh, why is Northwestern around? Or why is Vanderbilt around? Yeah. Or, uh, none of these conferences have moved away 
from these you know, like the we're gonna we're gonna restructure we're still gonna have the same amount of teams but you aren't a part of it yeah this is the first time that's kind of happened and it just was they didn't have a seat right uh but we haven't seen it uh, but force those teams that you believe now in whatever age that they were in at one point but don't deserve to be in now eh, force them force their hand a little bit like if you're the play. big 12 kick out cincinnati and houston and bring in oregon state and washington state <laughs> <laughs> or florida atlantic southwest or whatever they are ucf yeah yeah what do they add uh national championship oh that's right i forgot about yeah, that that, that, remember right. that, that yeah, national championship right. they, they hung banners and everything yeah. Uh, we will chat with uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride coming up at 825. And also, I'm telling one player, don't do this. Next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk to uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs Insider, coming up in five minutes. Joins us for his weekly visit. All right, I like I like the quotes here. I like the sentiment here, but I'm just going to tell this guy, Bob, don't do it. Don't ever close the door. Detroit Lions quarterback Teddy Bridgewater is winding down his NFL career telling the Detroit Free Press he plans to retire after the season. Imagine if he doesn't get injured. Didn't he miss two years at the beginning of his career with a like a shredded knee or something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. And he was big time coming out of college. First round pick? Yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Like They thought he was the next guy. Torn ACL, dislocated knee, and training camp of 16. Missed all of that season and most of 17. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he's but he's found a home like he's just keeps bouncing around and keeps going. Yeah, um, he told the Detroit Free Press that this is probably it. He's he's enjoying the ride at the moment because he believes this is it. I would say don't. 
Yeah, but what if you throw that out there and you get people thinking that it's it and then people beg you to come back and stay because they need you? So yeah. there's something to be said about that, too. I tell everyone this is my last year, so I'm in my final year and I'm just enjoying it all, man. And if it is and he wants to admit it and accept it, I mean, most athletes can't accept when it's over. You're a backup quarterback, though. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, but maybe you'd rather do something else other than stand there and hold the clipboard, too. You know, maybe like life has moved on and you're ready to see what your kids can accomplish and what they got going on. And you're missing family time to scratch your ass and be Jared Goff's backup. Like, th- this is one where your wife calls you and goes, what are you doing? Like, I need help with the kids. And you're like standing there holding a clipboard, making the league minimum. Man, get home. Money can't buy you happiness. I get it. But it can help. Uh, it can help. Helps a lot. You're 31 years old <laughs> and you ain't going to make this money ever again. That's true. He is only 31. But the guy's been through a lot, man. That Those two injuries to start off his career and just constantly being that backup guy and, and, and yes, whatnot. And like, surface, eventually he gets old. On, on the surface, I could say yes. Because he says, after retiring, Bridgewater plans to coach high school football and focus on being a father to his two sons. And that's fantastic. Can't, can't argue with that. Right. But you are going to another job. It's a little bit different, though. If like, you plan to coach high school football, take the million-dollar check for a couple more seasons. Yeah, but if you're because, coaching high school football, maybe his kids are on the team, yeah, and you're not. I, it's not I, again, a year-round deal. I'm not deal. that part of it. I'm just saying don't ever close. Because if someone picks up the phone and calls you, go, you want to come hang out for another season for a million Yes, I do. Yeah, but just because you say it doesn't mean you have to honor it, as we've seen. It. This is sports we're talking don't about Don't tell everybody here. you're done. Who's telling the truth in sports? Don't tell everybody you're done. Tell them you're done. That way they get it. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on a second. What do you mean you're done? What if I convince you? What if I give you $2 million to come back next year? Okay, I'm in. Okay. All right. You twisted about, my arm. About some uh, high school football game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give you $15 an hour to coach high school football, and, and we'll give you $2 million now to be the backup somewhere. So right. maybe he's working at that route. Just because you say it doesn't mean you're going to live up to it. Again, ask anybody in sports. I've been telling everybody I'm retiring. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wants, yeah, maybe he wants to see if someone's going to call his bluff on that. Or if he wants a rocking chair at a game and gets a nice little celebration and somebody yeah. honor his career, you know? He's cool with being a backup at 31. Mm-hmm. Again, you ain't going 31 work. doesn't seem that old. You ain't going to work anybody, anywhere else for that amount of money <laughs> doing nothing. I, 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 let me rephrase that. 31 doesn't seem that old from a backup quarterback in the NFL standards. Like, I know over 30, I'm not taking you. But like a backup quarterback at 31 years right, old, you, you, that guy's got five more years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just kind of stand around and be the old guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not have to play. Correct. Yeah, you know, I understand what you're saying, but maybe you know sometimes things just run their course too, man. I, pre- like, I appreciate you that. like working out. I appreciate. Yeah, no, <laughs> I appreciate that he's like kind of saying this is it, but also I'd say just don't slam that door, man. Just yeah, don't slam it. Backup quarterback again. We've said that's maybe greatest gig ever. Mm-hmm. If you can hang on to it for a long, long time, play just enough or not enough right. to uh, to be viable moving forward, you can have a lengthy, lengthy career. Right, exactly. Taylor Heineke is starting this week. Taylor Heineke is Falcons. starting for the Falcons, yes. <laughs> so, exactly. Sometimes things can uh, can come full circle. Who's calling? I think it might be Pete. Pete, sweetie. Arrowhead pride. Editor-in-chief. I think about the peak, peak always wearing black. Think about charcuterie and the Chiefs, charcuterie and the Chiefs, charcuterie and the Chiefs, charcuterie and black and the Chiefs.
Pete joins us each and every week, presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping KC sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. Uh, before, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check the Teddy Bridgewater, as I always do, the spot rack. Yeah, right. Okay. So, because this could always factor in. Um, after this season, he'll have made $65 million. Hey, man, that's a nice payday before you're 32 years <laughs> so, old, right? You know. I guess you could make that work. Who said it at one point? Was it the Steve Miller band? Come on, take the money and run. He did. So there you go. I take the advice. The Steve Miller. Hey, do you think Pete Sweeney next year, our backup quarterback could be Drew Locke? How about that performance by that kid last night? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Happy Drew Locke appreciation day to you guys. Thank you. Uh, you as well. Thank you. It was a, an incredible performance. And I think, the key for him is look no further than who's in front of him starting. For years, Geno Smith was going to be this career backup and waited, 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 and things finally changed. Got the coach to believe in him so much that he traded a franchise quarterback away, and, and now they consider him the starter. And so uh, just keep on keeping on, and, and we'll see what happens with them down the road. We are to the uh, stretch run, Pete, offensively. Uh, we've seen frustration. Uh, we should have Isaiah Pacheco, though, back. Uh, this week, Andy Reid says he's he's going to play. We have seen a flip-flop from the beginning of the season in terms of wide receiver uh, snap counts. We've seen uh, different players. I think the players they trust more have been elevated to the top. The others have, have slid down a little bit. So, I mean, it has been at least a lot of trying some things throughout the season. Yeah, I, I think they've been trying to figure out the the best possible rotation. It's been not the easiest thing with injuries and otherwise, but one clear trend that you've seen, and I think deservedly so, is uh, Rasheed Rice getting more and more snaps. And you know, I think he's set in now uh, as that number one guy. And so you had this last game, it was Rasheed Rice at 60. Uh, Justin Watson was in the range of 40. I, you know, I don't see that changing. Uh, Kadarius Tony and Marquez Valdez-Scanling had about 20, 25 apiece. Um, and so we'll see what happens with them. Now, Sky Moore's 16 snaps are up for grabs. Richard James only got two in the game, but Andy Reid said yesterday that he needs to get him more involved. Uh, and I, I asked him about Tony and, and his playtime because no fans are really frustrated. It, it seemed that Patrick Mahomes was, was very frustrated on the sideline, and he declined to, to talk about uh, the playtime for Tony, which usually would indicate that they're going to try other things there. But I think Rice and Watson uh, seem to be set. They seem to have the most trust and, and deservedly so. Uh, and now you're going to see whether or not they actually give Richie James a, a legitimate chance here. But I, I think we're getting close um, to to what is a really, I, I think, good snap split when it comes to these receivers in there. Uh, good to actually have a number one. We came into the season thinking Tony was going to be that guy, but it, it's been Rasheed Rice. And if you look at the last four weeks, he's been one of the best wide receivers, not among rookies, but in the league. And so a really nice development for the Chiefs as they enter the stretch. Yeah, no question. I mean, he's he's really taken the the opportunity and run with it and, and caught the opportunity, unlike Kadarius Tony, who drops everything and turns him into interceptions. You tweeted the other day, a little sarcastic, but I went like, I don't know about this. CEH, the second most reliable receiver on this <laughs> team right now from the wide receiver standpoint like talk about a guy taking advantage of opportunities Kadarius Tony should be looking at him going damn I should be doing that taking advantage of these opportunities but CEH has been really nice these last two weeks yeah besides uh besides over the years Clyde blocking me and, and some of my media brethren on Twitter uh he, he's uh he's maintained a good attitude um you know whenever we had a chance to talk to him uh in the locker room and and he 
gets rave reviews by the team. You heard a little bit of that from Patrick Mahomes on on Sunday after the game, just uh, how he's always kept a good attitude. And he, he's been in a situation where first-round pick, uh, you know, fan base kind of turned on you a little bit. I, I think we could say that to be fair. And, uh, you know, you lost your role uh, to a kid that was drafted in the seventh round. And so uh, it could have been a really reverse type of situation where he found himself out of the league, but he just kept coming to work, kept uh, working hard. Uh, gets the spot start. And I, I think the cool thing about this game was we talked about Clyde in this role, maybe since draft night, you know, maybe not. So maybe not the, the, the perk of him being that he he's strong, a strong runner, but between the tackles, you know, kind of was like, he will be serviceable there, but his key will be he can do in the pass game. I think you saw a little bit of that and it makes you think, okay, like even with Isaiah Pacheco back and, and as we were talking about staffs before, Isaiah Pacheco should get the running back staffs there. Could be a little bit of a role for guys like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like Noah Gray is another one that kind of popped in this game where yeah. he do some two tight end sets. So I, I think, I think and I'm going to knock on a little bit of wood here. 16 weeks later, we can finally say that the Chiefs are are finding their offensive identity, and I say that with caution, but I, I think it's a good thing that they finally were able to do it ahead of these playoffs. Why did Clyde block you on Twitter? What'd you say? I think he did a, a couple. I guess when you know when you when you when you lose your your job on uh, you know in in the league, the last thing you want to see is a reminder about it. And so I don't blame him for that. Um, more, more, I think more was more me leaning into the Isaiah Pacheco, you know, as he was kind of breaking out. And, and I, you know, I don't blame him. I, I think you want to uh, keep what's important, what's important. And so uh, good for him to, to take that measure. How about just get off Twitter though? I mean, like instead of like blocking, yeah. just get off the, the medium. I don't, I don't think Twitter or X now, as they say it yeah. is good for any professional athlete or anybody in the spotlight to be on. I, I think it, I think it is a dumpster colossal waste of time for those guys to be on there. Cause nothing that is being said on there matters at all. Yeah. Since, since it's just us here talking, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't be on it unless I had to, but uh, I, I I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it is a deplorable place. I think it's terrible for mental health. It's like local news. I mean, it's just awful for everybody involved. And so I, I, that would be my advice. If I'm the PR director for a, for a team, I'm saying, get off of social media. You're not gaining anything by it. You can have, if you're like a Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that, you can have a team of people take care of all the things that you need to be an influencer with, with the, you know, the, the water and the cars don't and the sun the and all that. Stuff. And that's just all. don't read that's, anything. That's just let your people handle all that kind of stuff. All right, Pete, based well, on okay. last week, um, I wouldn't, uh, take it out of the realm of possibility. I mean, all the running back, we like all the running backs at the moment, right? So uh, why not wishbone this thing and, you know, or triple option or something and uh, throw, yeah. throw the ball, yeah. to, throw the ball to, uh, to, to Clyde and to, to Jarek and run with uh, Pacheco and Hey, they're willing to go super old school back to the forties or whatever. Uh, use all those running backs. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I think if there's, there's one person in the league who could find a way to do that and be effective with it at the pro level of Sandy Reed. Um, you know, I, I know we're joking here, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that you see all these guys on the field at the, the same time. Uh, to Pacheco's credit, too, uh, over the years, he's kind of developed this this uh, ability in the passing game. And so, you know, when you when you, if you were to put two or three of them on, on the field at the same time, you know, maybe with a tight end and a receiver, all five of these guys would probably be able to catch the football. You know, I just talked about Noah Gray. Gray's another one where, you know, now he's just blocking and, uh, direct downfield. And so, you know, I, I think for a long time we were, we were, um, you know, at a nauseating pace of telling uh, each other how, how badly Patrick Mahomes' weapons uh, were. And I think now it, you're starting to see, okay, now that they're starting to finally figure it out, 
uh, you're feeling good about it. You got to keep that ball rolling against the Raiders. You know, it's just one game. Um, I know people weren't happy about the interceptions this past week, but to me, they were a little fluky. You know, the receivers, the pass catchers made mistakes, and so you take those away, and it was a pretty damn good performance by the offense. And mm-hmm. so they're very close, uh, as I've been saying. Uh, now just put it all together uh, against the Raiders on Christmas. And speaking of the run, defensively, they were really good against the run, I thought, against New England. Like, they really stepped up their game in that one on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought going into the game that New England would lean into the run. Uh, it was surprising that they didn't. And, and when they did, they were able to take care of the, the Patriots running backs for the most part. That's a step in the right direction because – you look at some of these AFC teams, they, they have solid running backs. We just saw a crazy performance from James Cook the other day as the Buffalo Bills yeah. try, to, try to make their push. And so you want to instill that confidence in the defense. That was a weak point all year. Uh, and so uh, that, that was certainly a, a step in the right direction. I think having all these linebackers back uh, is helping. Uh, the defense is getting slowly but surely you know, to that full strength. We'll see about Brian Cook you know, as we go um, entering the postseason. Now, uh, a couple of games now we, we've seen this, and I don't know if it's because, you know, Legereus Need and, and, and uh, Trent McDuffie are just locking people down. So you're like, I can't get it to the wide receivers anyway. But we've seen the, the, the tight end be effective against the Chiefs a couple of times now. Is this a, a new weakness or just going to uh, maybe away from, the, <laughs> away from the studs on the back end of the Chiefs defense? Well, I, I think it's a point that the Chiefs need to figure out um, because, uh, you know, as bad as the year has been and as much um, flack that he's taking, Bill Belichick's you know, still a pretty smart guy, and he helps out even, you know, with the offensive side. And like I said, I think coming into the game, we all thought that the Patriots would be ground and pound. And I, I think you looked up in the second quarter and Bailey Zappi was like 16 of 18 for 135, and they were really attacking the, the second level and the linebackers. And I, I just think, as we go here in the final weeks, that's a point that you're going to want to figure out because if you look at the rest of the AFC and these potential uh, contenders, all of them have a, a tight end that could do that damage that we saw from, you know, measly Hunter Henry on Sunday. You think about the Baltimore Ravens with likely and potentially Andrews if he does if comes comes back, and, and Buffalo Bills with Kincaid and Knox, Jaguars with Ingram, the Browns with Najoku. This is a point where you're going to want to make sure that you shore it up uh, in the postseason. And if you look at the grades on this game, uh, Drew Tranquil and, and Nick Bolton did that not exactly grade particularly well uh, when it comes to coverage. And then same thing was the drop off a little bit, as I just mentioned, with Cook uh, heading to IR and Mike Edwards. So that second level uh, is going to be a, a point of focus, I think. Uh, it was the run. You're, you're playing a little bit better there. Um, mm-hmm. Now I think it's working on that. And look, you got to remember, they're going to give up yardage, so it's never going to be perfect. The Chiefs were able to figure it out in this game, right the ship, the offense turned it on, and they were able to win. Um, but again, you don't want to have that slow start against actual contenders, which will be happening in a few weeks. You know, we, we're going to see them in a couple of weeks, obviously. The Chargers, they parted ways with their, their head coach, better late than never. Um, and now the door's open. They, they claim they're going to go out there and spend money. I don't buy it. Again, it's sports talk. Um, so I, I wonder if Bill Belichick is going to be the guy that they target out there in L.A. And, and if it is, is that, as a Chiefs fan, something that should scare you? I think it, it's probably one of the worst possible candidates you'd want there. I know that the ending hasn't been so good in New England, and I know he hasn't been the same as far as drafting goes, but things can change. I mean, maybe he makes the call that Andy Reid did years and years ago of, I'm just going to coach, and I'm going to get a, a better personnel guy in here. Uh, certainly, if he went to L.A., he would have to bring in an offensive mind. I'm, I have a unique take, I think, about the, the Brady-Belichick 
debate and all, all that. Like when Tom Brady left New England, he he had 31 teams to pick, which means he could pick between 31 defenses, 31 sets of offensive lines, 31 weapons. It was just a lot easier for him to transition and have success. I think it's a lot more difficult when you lose a quarterback to suddenly they'd be like, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to get the next quarterback. And look, he, he, he got Mac Jones. It wasn't a high pick, but uh, he leaned into that. It didn't work out. Um, it takes a while, as we saw in Kansas City, to find a quarterback. Now, I think it's really going to be the determinant of, you know, was Bill Belichick as great as he was or was it just Tom Brady? Because now he'll have an option between, you know, what is it, two teams now, but it'll eventually be eight teams or so each year. Uh, there's that turnover in the league of, I'm going to pick my next quarterback. And you know what? Like, we could be honest, right? Justin Herbert's a pretty dang good quarterback. So I, I think L.A. is a great possibility. Uh, and I, I think it'd be interesting to see uh, him really, I think, work on that defense. Which offensive mind would he bring in? Uh, who would um, be the personnel man if he chose to go in that direction? Or would it be a, you know, a tandem type of deal? But I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big possibility. And, I, you know, I, if you really listen to Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, after the game, they have ultimate respect for Bill Belichick, and, and he's not done. So uh, he's going to be somewhere, and, and so it, it may just be Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I, I want to see the unknown guy, Bob. I'm firmly in the camp of that. I've seen enough Belichick, especially the way he, he crafts defensively. And, yes, if he would turn over the offense to someone maybe and, uh, and they have that personnel, I mean, don't forget the personnel they have offensively. In on that team, and they, they have vastly underperformed. Yes, but God, got yeah. all those giant wide receivers. Aren't those guys that, old, aging out of the league now. By the uh, <laughs> well, they did draft know. another one this past year. So yeah. I, I'd rather have an unknown, uh, unproven coordinator who called plays somewhere. Oh, I would right. too. Come yeah, somebody that, you never you know? heard of before. That's good, like what they just hired. But you know, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think Bill Belichick is done. Uh, per se coaching. But if I am Bill Belichick, I think you're right, Pete. You make a great point. He should talk to Andy Reid about, all right, you went from Philadelphia to Kansas City and you changed a lot. What did you do? And Bill Belichick should honestly follow what Andy Reid has done. Are you convinced, too, also that he is out of New England? Are we convinced that? Yeah, I am. I'm I'm, I'm pretty certain that he will be. I, th- I think all the signs are, are pointing in that direction. You can read a little bit of the tea leaf. Not to say that Bill Belichick gives many signs in press conferences, but I, I think, you know, you kind of see even – after the game with, with Bill talk, going out of his way to, to talk to Andy and to, to, to talk to Pat and Travis. You know, he pulled these guys aside, you know, and, and seek them. Uh, it seems like it at least is over in New England, uh, and, and we'll see um, what happens next year. And, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a good thought. Uh, I, I think Andy Reid was really happy uh, he did turn it over to, to someone else as far as personnel goes, you know, and, and you know, don't get don't get it wrong. Andy Reid has the ultimate decision. When there's major calls to be made, I mean, he's part of those. But I think just offloading that a, a little bit um, it, it makes for you know an easier I think I think go as a, as a head coach. And certainly, I mean, I I can't relate to this, but I think as you you get to that point of age, you know, in your 60s, I, I believe Bill's in his, his 70s now, um, probably uh, more manageable if you can you know just just do the coaching part. I mean, NFL films might have heard that stuff, Bob. I yeah. Mean, like, plan to kick your ass next two years. I would plan to play twice. Got to look for the audio, Pete. Plan to play twice a year and kick your ass as a coach, <laughs> yeah. coach of the Chargers. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We have to ask NFL yeah. films. Maybe they might have that information. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. I uh, This is just me. And uh, I'm not trying to jinx anything or make anyone nervous here, but always worry about some of these great head coaches making sure they talk to Travis Kelsey too. You just wonder if, uh, if, if they were to win this thing, would, would this be the end for 
for the tight end. I, you know, I think that football people know it's a very small circle, so that you know, it's never never a great feeling when the, yeah, the I great better, head coach. Yeah, I better I better catch you. Yeah, I better catch yeah. you because I might not again. Ooh. And it might not be. And <laughs> yeah, it might not be. That's, that's, and it might not be me. It might be you. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Oh, so thanks, I, Pete, I, for know. that thought. Jeez. Enjoy 87. I'll yeah. see you guys. All right. Thanks, Pete. That's Pete Sweetie of Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio uh, Chiefs Insider, joins us each and every week. Brought to you by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping Casey sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. To reboot or not to reboot is the question. Next. Go on, take money and run. You got problems, my friend. <laughs> be conversation. We don't have to tell them what it's about. Why do colleges feel the need to hire people who they think are one of them? Like every college you go to here, here's, this is your it's, alma mater. It's funny. It's funny. Cause in, in the pros, I do want you to hire old blood. I do. I think that's better. Like, I don't like a lot of times. Oh, they called again. The called plays the called play guy who's you don't 33 know if he can yeah. lead a team. Right. right. I, I understand. Like, that. Find me yeah. somebody who's at least got some experience. Right. Sometimes in college, I'm like, give me something new. Well, <laughs> give me something innovative. Let somebody with a new perspective kind of have something. So I, I think it's, it's depends on where the kind of where the hire is. I Cause I, I always see these colleges like Michigan is the example we hear all the time. We've got to hire a Michigan man. How did Brady Hoke work out for you? Right? Like, wasn't he a Michigan man at some point? So like these colleges, man, we got, we got, got to hire somebody that's familiar with our, no, no, you don't. And, and I feel bad for you because your alma mater, the university of Iowa, the, from the great state of Iowa, um, Kirk Ferentz says the offensive coordinator candidates, the new hire needs to quote, have appreciation for the Hawkeyes. And I don't know what that when, means. Yeah. So. But when I see that, I'm like, what's it matter? You hire the best candidate, whether he knows where Iowa is or not, or who you are or the not. Best offensive mind. Yeah. That's and they go get Charlie Weiss, right? That that's what you want. You want the best available guy out there for the job, whether he knows your program or not. But my God, in college, they do that all the time. I like to have somebody who's familiar. Why? That doesn't mean it's good just because they know what you know where Iowa is. No, I want I want a, somebody can run some offense. That's right. Go out and hire Although the guy of, who knows the I, least. I was going to say this out there. Do you know who one of the candidates legitimately is believed to be for the Iowa job? Joe Philbin. Remember him? No, I, uh, NFL head coach. Isn't that guy like retired? Offensive coordinator and had the personality of this this uh, desk here. Yeah, yeah. Do they know that part of his job is going to be recruiting? And he's probably as well. It doesn't old look as, like Kirk Ferentz exactly is Mister Geniality. Probably as old as as Kirk yeah, too. I don't know. Well, let me go out and hire my contemporary here. We're going to run the wing tee, fellas. We saw that play that Kansas City ran yeah, the yeah. other day, and we're going to do that on every yeah, down. I mean, he's, he's experienced, that's for sure. But so I would I would say I I just want some new blood. That's all. a lot people have experience doesn't mean they're good right right i'm with you but then but the professional level like we were talking about the charger thing yeah find the chargers yeah bill belichick's my guy i don't care that the last three years have looked kind of whatever fresh blood fresh start sure good bones yeah that have been i that that would as a chiefs fan that would scare me a little bit more than if they hired uh ben johnson right or is that a real name? No, yeah, that's, that's, that's the Lions, that's the Lions guy, guy, right? That was like the is he still hot, though? I, I mean, they're not playing great football right so now. Whoever the next up and coming coordinator is who's never led. Right. And I mean, lead. I want lead. You, you got to have a leader. Yeah. So uh, I'm Bill Belichick. I'm bringing an offensive guy. And that's I, a leader. I got 
I got I got Steve running my defense. Mm-hmm. Steve Belichick. Yes, yeah. his kids running his defense. Can somebody explain to me what purpose Matt Patricia serves? This guy sucks. Like everywhere he goes, he's terrible at his job, and he continues he to, to get call jobs. Plays last night for the Eagles, I think, right? right? Had that yeah. work. Drew Locke beat them. We'll hear from him a little bit later on. The Seahawks beat the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He failed miserably in Detroit. He failed when he went back to New England. Like, he's a failure. That's what I don't like about sports is they continue to hire losers. And there are a lot of losers out there that are in the coaching ranks that just continually get jobs. How Matt Patricia is still employed by – like, he's a rocket scientist by trade. Go develop something. Go rocket. Go, go make a go rocket. Jump on a rocket. Go invent the bullet train. Like, go do something useful. Mm. Find out how to get high speed rail in the United States to con- connect our whole country, as opposed to wasting everybody's time as a coach. Cause you stink at your job. You took over last night play calling. How'd that go? Not well. Right. Like, how does that guy still have a job? Uh, connections. God. Like, you talk about nepotism. Matt Patricia. Good well, lord. Hello. We have great moments in sports that were ruined by Kadarius Tony. Third and 15 for the Chiefs from their own 35. And San Francisco leading by 10. 7.13 to go in the game. Seven guys drop back into his deep zone here for the 49ers. Four-man rush, but those four are enough. Here they come. Mahomes stepping up. He's throwing long. And the pass is going to be intercepted off of Kadarius Tony. Uh. Well, hello! We have great moments in sports that were ruined by Kadarius Toney. British lady. It's a three-point Memphis lead. Hawks need a three-point basket. 10.8. Here they come. Collins. Seven seconds to go in the game. Collins got pushed. Falls down. Chalmers shoots. And the pass is going to be intercepted off of Kadarius Toney. Got all your shopping done? Well, I don't know anymore. I mean, you know, for years, my wife and I never exchanged gifts, right? It was always about the kids. Saturday, December 16th, she says she wants a gift this year for Christmas. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Where was this notice in October, right? You're telling me 10 days with, out. With some ideas or no? Well, there's all sorts of ideas and stuff that make no sense, but stuff she likes, like candles. And so I go to this story yesterday. Um, I mean, if you lost your ideas. Yeah, they're they're not really ideas. So I go to this story yesterday that we all love uh, in Kansas City. And um, and, and I'm there. And first of all, I I got an online shop. I've just realized that. I am not capable of, of, I can't handle people at the store. I can't handle people in public, especially this time of the year. The, The selfish nature, just the way everybody behaves. It's deplorable from the parking lot to the store and everywhere in between. So on December 16th, my wife says, well, I'd like a Christmas gift this year. Like, Who does this to their husband? On December 16th, say they want a Christmas what gift, Amazon's right? For. Go get it. Well, but you're kind of in that touch and go period, Josh, right? Is it going to be delivered on yeah. time yeah, you're and, good. You're good. and all that kind of stuff? So, so, so I rolled out to the store yesterday, and I'm not going to say where I went because it doesn't matter, and I don't want to give anything away, for, for quite honestly. And so I get up to the counter. And I'm, From I'm, uh, the candle store. That's exactly right. Candles are us, right? And I'm, I'm here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for for this this thing that I'm buying for my wife, and the woman says my my wife, and the woman behind the counter says to me, "What is your account?" I said, "Well, I don't shop here. I don't have an account." 
well, we need to set up an account. I go, no, we don't. I just want to buy this, right? <laughs> I, I, I just want like to buy this product. to check out as a guest right. as they ask exactly, you online. Right, exactly, right? And, and yes, yes, like yes. all the other cashiers are chiming in and there's people in line. I and I'm need, starting. I don't need an account. Just just ring me up. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and it's like 1.30 in the afternoon, so it's a little bit Looney Tune time for us. And I'm starting to feel myself. I haven't had lunch stressed, yet. Yes, I'm, I'm getting frustrated. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she goes, well, does anybody in your account or your family have an account here? I go, oh, yes, they do. She goes, well, just give me that. I go, no, I'm not going to give you that because they'll then they'll know. Yeah, yeah. She goes, well, only if they check that. I go, they check this all the time. They're, I'm not giving you the account. She goes, well, what if, what if something's wrong with the product and they need to return it? And I said, aren't you going to give me a receipt? And she looked at me and went, well, if you want to take that chance. <laughs> What What chance? I said, I'm literally taking this, the receipt's going in the bag. I'm wrapping the bag with the receipt and the thing. Nothing else, I'll keep the receipt and I'll make it work. And we'll make it work. Did you you really make their head spin and try to pay cash? Oh, God, no, 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 I did not, but I should have. That would have been the way to do it. And so, like, like. It's like when you talk to a telemarketer and you and and their next line on the script doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have thought I had just told somebody I'm going to poop on this desk right now in public. I and like maybe they I, were, I don't maybe I don't I don't shop in stores anymore. You, you have to have an account. That, that's what they said. Well, you you have. To, I said I, you're going to give me a receipt, right? I mean, you could go in and just buy it, right? Yeah. Well, I don't you know that you know? can anymore. Wow. I, I thought I could just go buy this. Wow. I'm not going to be harassed. I, I and now I'm getting to the point where I'm pissed. I'm like. You're, now you're starting to harass me. I'm not giving you the information. I'm paying for what I'm buying right now. Mm. Well, if you want to take that chance, what chance? Well, you know, it's got a year warranty, and what are you going to do in like seven months if it doesn't work? I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me that this is what is taking place. I feel like as the customer right now, I'm being harassed. There, You're on watch. Who does it? You can't buy anything anymore in the store without giving them your blood type. I didn't. I didn't know that because I. I it was a, know, unbelievable. Very uncomfortable. Very. I, I uncomfortable. like to be able to so, to continue as guests. Yeah. For most things. For like most some things. things yeah. Like if you know you're going to go back there again, but sometimes it's like a one off. Like no, I'll continue as guests. Right. If that means the next time I have to punch in all my information again, so be it. Right. But you don't need everything because I'm really legitimately buying one thing. That's right. And I and may come back this time next year. I didn't know they were doing that in the store. Oh, God, yeah. Well, you need to. I, I, you want to take that chance with a receipt? <laughs> yeah, I think I'll take my chances here. I don't here. think yeah. we wiped out the receipts, have we, <laughs> to, their, to their effectiveness? I mean, my goodness. It was like you're, you're harassing me. Has anybody else experienced I, this? I, I didn't know that happened in store. It feels I mean, like an online thing. This is what happens when your wife asks for a gift. You try to do something nice. Mm. You get harassed by the clerk. Are you just going to buy salad then? That's what I should do. Yeah, I think I'm going to wrap her a bag of salad and stick it under the tree. That way she has it. I told her that. She said, that's going to go bad. I, I go, mean, Ew. you've had a week. You have to buy a present for your wife, and she ate your salad. I know. I mean, like, geez. what am I supposed to do? Things are, like, you, you things talk are about, tense You talk about household. it being hard to live. You're tense in your household Steal right my now. salad and Jeez. then throw on December 16th. You want a gift for Christmas? I think salad's the perfect gift. Now, I will say this. Back in October... One of our friends sent me something. They go, this would be nice for your wife for Christmas. It was a Saturday afternoon. I was watching college football. I looked at it and went, yeah, whatever. And I moved on. I didn't know she really wanted it. And my wife's like, well, did you get that? That so-and-so sent a oh, couple. Oh, wow. Of- that was a real subtle. I like, that, yeah. And I said, oh, that was real. I just assumed that, that you liked it. I looked at it and go, man, I don't really feel like it today. And I moved on with life. Like, you really want it. So I ordered that. 
uh, online. Hopefully that shows up uh, in plenty of time. But I was just like, I was just stunned about this whole like receipt gate that was going on. (laughs) Give me your account. Like, no. Well, give me your daughter's account. No. How about a retinal scan? No. Yeah. How about you ring it up and I stick my card in the machine and you hand me a receipt. We call (laughs) it a day and we end this relationship. Uh, they're trying, and I do emphasize they're trying, but let's not think they're holding anybody back. We'll get to that next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.